Good morning and welcome to the Dr. Dapp Show. I'm Dr. Dapp and I'm here today with a very special guest, the Haitian hottie and philosopher in her own right, <laughs> Corinne Alou. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited that you're I'm here. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I have been watching your videos for years now and I'm just so touched by all the different content that you make on icons in Hollywood, on femininity and the different things that you've done that will talk about later that really touched my heart. I just wanted to say too that her Esther series, I will always talk about it because that was so transformative when you did that, like watching it in tears. Oh, wow. In tears. I literally... Listen, her whole Esther series. <laughs> I always share it with everyone. I mean, like, have you guys watched this video? I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. No, we want. I do want to talk about that because mm-hmm. I am curious as to what touched you. But before we talk about that, okay. you are a Haitian hottie. You are from <laughs> Haiti, right? Originally. Yes. Yes. So tell me a little bit about how you grew up and your background. Well, I grew up in Lagunav, Haiti, which was like very stereotypical, like the hut type of living. So my mom's house was made with like coconut leaves type of thing. So it was very foresty, very like nature. And then we moved to Port-au-Prince, which was like the total opposite when before we came down here. So I grew up very in a village sense of mindset. So it was always around a lot of other women during the day. And so it was just a very villagey type of environment, you know? So I'm grateful for my upbringing. I feel it really solidify who you are as you get older too. Yeah. That's beautiful. Wow. Do you speak Creole? Yes, yes. of course. Of course you do. Of course, <laughs> of right? Course, yes. How do you say you are beautiful? Belle, vraiment belle. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could say that. But you're so beautiful inside yeah. and out. You're such you a are sweet too. girl. Yes. And it makes sense that you had such a tight upbringing in a yes. place that just kind of had like humble beginning. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> Definitely impacted you. That's so great. Yeah. So you are a YouTuber. Yes. Okay, and you make content on some of the most iconic women in Hollywood. You've made femininity content yeah. and you also have a channel that you have like mental gems yes. and like wisdom and things of that nature. Yeah. So when did you start making YouTube videos originally? I started back in 2012, but it wasn't anything like it was just like put them up, take them down type of thing. And then um, my channel, there was a whole thing with YouTube. It got taken away. Like that's a long story. For another <laughs> Your day. channel got taken yes, away. And I had to like fight for it back. But once I did, I kind of went, I think it was a period that I always say that God took the channel away when he did because I wasn't ready for it. Okay. And I feel like if I had it when I wanted it, like to start working on it, it I would have went a whole different direction and it wouldn't have been a light that I probably would have been proud of. So I got it at the perfect time when I started doing a lot of healing and growing and things like that. And I feel the direction made sense at that time because I, I got it back during the pandemic And that's when I had to start all over again with subscribers and everything. And that's when I think something happened in 2020 (laughs) globally. It just your mind just, you know, Mm -hmm. my mind went towards more of a healing space. And then I was able to, okay, this is the direction I'm going. But if I had it before, I would have been doing not nonsense content, but Mm -hmm. like stuff that, you know. 
Right. What kind of content did you do it on initially? Initially, I used to do just random stuff, like mostly vlogs or, you know, like hot topics type of gossipy. Okay. You know, I know what you're saying. And yeah. though, you know, at the time, like housewife stuff, it just wasn't where I knew I would feel comfortable. And even sometimes with like the um, breakdowns, there is even times where I'm like, do I want to do this for, you know? Okay. So I think God did it a way to where he kind of allowed me to start at a place where if I want to transition that, mm-hmm. I can transition to more of a positive place. If yes. that makes sense. Yeah. No, God knows what he's doing. And you know what? It is actually wonderful that you got your channel back because I've never heard of anyone getting their channel back once it's taken away. Yeah, that was God also. That was was (laughs) definitely God. That was definitely God. I prayed a lot for it. It was gone for over a year and a half. And I just kept appealing, 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 appealing. And then just one day, like I remember it was two days before my birthday. And I got the email. I didn't even believe it that day. Oh, sorry, we made a mistake and then gave me back the check. Wow. Yeah. So that was really God because I didn't expect to get it back. But I did tell him if you give it back to me, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to try to like, you know, do justice with it. So that's great. That's (laughs) great. (laughs) Who were some of your favorite YouTubers or your inspirations to start? Your new content. My new content. Well, actually, you were one of them. Come on. I was listening actually to more etiquette type of videos Mm -hmm. because my mom passed away when we were really young. So we didn't really have like female influences like that. So just going down that sector of, you know, hygiene and fashion, what colors to put together, things like that. Mm -hmm. I fell into the rabbit hole of like femininity content also. And I was like, oh, wow. There's probably people like me that didn't have like female role models. And if I'm trans, because I was a really heavy tomboy. I didn't care about (laughs) anyone around you who knew me. I didn't care for makeup, like clothes. I wouldn't even, God, my friend, she'll tell you, like, I didn't even used to make sure my clothes were ironed. Kid you not. Like I was just not it. I was a hot mess. <laughs> and falling into that, it transformed me so much. I wanted to, okay, let me talk to other people, but more with like gentleness, because unfortunately in that sector, during that time, there was a lot of like judgment there too, and an aggressive type of tone, you know, judgmental. And I'm like, people don't know. So maybe reach them with more gentleness. Cause a lot of people like myself, I would hate for someone to not want to say hi to me because one hair was out of place or maybe I didn't sit too proper enough. You know, Mm -hmm. that whole, I thought maybe a different approach to that, to kind of like, let people know, not everybody knows, even if they came from loving homes or like, you know, They don't have that knowledge. So just more of a gentle approach for it. That's so good because that's actually something that was important to me. Yeah. When I first started my channel, I made femininity content. This was like 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was so rude with it because I just thought that people didn't do this because they just didn't care to. Yeah. And I thought it was just like disrespectful that Mm -hmm. you're walking out the house smelling. And it didn't take until years when God was just like, no, kind of like you. My channel didn't get taken away, but... I knew that I had to stop because my attitude was really bad. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I came back with a different approach because I grew with life and realized that people don't know. And Mm -hmm. what if someone didn't have an influence and they needed a whole handbook? Mm -hmm. Who would they listen to? And how would they feel hearing someone talk like that? So it's great that you did that. And you have such a pleasant voice. (laughs) 
it not only is it that you're saying things in a mm-hmm. nice way, but you sound so sweet and gentle and that really heals people, you know. It you does. too though. That's like you could feel the <laughs> sincerity in the video. And I'm gonna let you get to that point with the Esther series, <laughs> What Touched Me. Yes. But it's the sincerity and then just the aspect of God also. Mm-hmm. Cause I do feel a lot, especially in that space, they're afraid to like bring religion into it. And it can get very not religion necessary, because I always say God first, Jesus first, you know. Absolutely. But it's kind of like that thing. You don't want to offend. You don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, certain people. But I love how unapologetic you were. And just like, <laughs> I was just listening. Like, I can't believe I'm hearing someone like who's so. And it seemed very genuine, not like faked or, mm-hmm. you know, some people will, will do it to. I know what you you're know, saying. You know yes. what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. It took a lot. And mm-hmm. like you, it was like, okay, Lord, you're giving me another chance. Yeah. So let me do it the right way. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much. Oh so, so I want to ask you a question about okay. femininity. Considering the fact that you grew up, you didn't have your mother, but you did grow up in a place where you had other women around you. Yes. How did you learn how to take care of yourself before making the videos? Obviously, by the time you're making them, you've kind of mastered it. I mean, look at you. <laughs> You've mastered it. So before, what did you draw from? Or was it people in media or was it people around you? How did you learn how to become feminine? Well, it was a lot with like the women also. Like when you do the breakdowns, that's why I kind of put the beauty tips in the beginning too. learning as far as that. But like I had people like my aunt, although she was just like four years older Mm -hmm. than us, she was still considered, you know, so she did the best she could for limited knowledge because her parents, like my grandparents passed away um, while they were still young too. But it's this kind of trial and error. And then I have like great friends also that were into that girly girl stuff, teaching me makeup and, (laughs) you know, do it this way or like with my clothes, double check. It's good to have really good friends. I always stress that if you're a woman, a girl, have really good friends that's going to check you before you leave like let me check let me fix this you know that way and then you receive it yes and not like you know be offended if they're just like you know tweaking just a little bit of things but having really good friends around that would look out for me in that way (laughs) really helped a lot also that's so good that's great not everyone has that a lot of us wish that we had more friends and more friends that were willing to help us out yeah that's that's a blessing But I do believe if I know I'm going to sound preachy, I do believe if you pray about it, like your friends, Mm -hmm. God will bring those people that will do that. Because I went through it before I found my Mm -hmm. tribe, like my group of people You go through it a lot. But you really just patiently assess people. You pray about it. It just happens naturally. God will just connect you to the people without no effort. Having faith in that. Yes. That he will do that. Yes. And actually listening. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. So you did change the direction of your channel yes. at some point where you focused on iconic women in yes. Hollywood, yes. actors to singers and just people who were idolized in Hollywood. And I thought it was such a great concept. Like, wow, look at all these women that I've never even heard of. Mm-hmm. But so many other people knew who they were and mm-hmm. they had such interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Why did you start making content like that? I thought it was genius, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I did it because at first when I was doing femininity, we're breaking down the women's femininity, like how they, you know, the surface things. And then as I was getting into their stories, Mm -hmm. like Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, that like clean cut, polished, 
perfect look that they had. They had so much more than that. I think my favorite woman I've ever broken down was Hedy Lamar. Oh, wow. I love I was so just going to bring that up. Yes. She helped invent Wi-Fi and yes. Bluetooth. She's so and smart. She was intelligent. She had the fizzy pop, like the soda that you're drinking today would not be possible without her. But she was just reduced to, she never got to live and see people credit her for her inventions and people just diminished her to just her face and an Mm -hmm. actress. And when I did stories like that, I wanted to show the young women too, like these people, yes, I know they're in an industry that is a lot, Mm -hmm. but they had stories that you probably could be inspired by, relate to, and then see that femininity is not just like the voice or the nails or, you know, but they had a lot more behind and then they had their own mistakes. They weren't perfect. It just kind of felt more easy to go into that. I just love learning about their stories. They always touch it. I also love Viola Davis story. It resonated so much with me and it goes beyond just like the celebrity aspect Mm -hmm. because there's like always a lesson in their life too. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And I remember with Hetty, you mentioned that she said she was someone who didn't even like her face because yeah. it brought her the wrong attention. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think she even, you said that she embedded the GPS. She did. Yes. I forgot about like, that. Like, whoa, yeah. I needed her. Yes. <laughs> and even in Aspen, like you see where everybody goes to Aspen mm-hmm. and there, she, her and the husband that she married helped build that whole people don't even know that wow. when you t- ask anyone about Hedy Lamar they just talk about her face and she yeah. hated public attention I love that with her uh-huh. she also died in my old neighborhood I, I remember you I saying that I was reading like, and I was walking like, the same streets I was walking the same streets <laughs> with Hedy Lamar but she was just so reclusive and didn't like the attention and I love that humility aspect with her also so I love doing stories like that learning that because I I didn't learn that. I would have probably never known that if I didn't. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is that so many of these women who are iconic in Hollywood, who are so beautiful and feminine, a lot of their stories are very tragic. And it's like we look at them and we're saying that we want to be like them and dress like them. But Mm -hmm. they had really tragic lives that I wouldn't want. Yeah. And it's I think it's interesting that that side doesn't get talked about enough Mm -hmm. and how much pain that they struggled and went through. I remember you did one on Lucille Ball. That was recent. And I didn't know any of that stuff about Mm -hmm. her. I mean, I used to love watching I Love Lucy and she Mm -hmm. looks so happy and funny. And I had no idea that she went through so much as a child and so much with her husband. And I didn't know they had gotten divorced. I mean, who would have known known any of that? I mean, you bringing light to these stories show the women in so many different aspects and also show what's possible mm-hmm. because even though Hollywood didn't think Lucille Ball was beautiful for yeah. whatever, she's stunning. She is. <laughs> yeah. Just thought she was a, a comedian Average, or yeah. just, you know, someone that could make people laugh. She opened the way for a lot of female comedians. Yes, yeah, she and did. Yeah. She so I just first, think it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's great that you show all different aspects of these women. It's so powerful. Which story in your opinion, was like the most outrageous that you've done so far? 
Jane Mansfield by far. <laughs> the more I kept doing her story, I was like, lady. <laughs> I mean, she was in the church on Satan. She uh, was like, she was a lot. She was a I was clutching my pearls as I was reading. I was just, oh. But, you know, yeah, her story was even the way she tragically passed away was intense. Oh, so I was just, her story always, and then Diana Doris also, I think she might be the most, well, you know what? Brooke Shields, yeah, that was oh, it. Wow. That I was the have one. Expected Brooke Shields. Yeah, because you know the whole. I'm not sure if I can. I know you too, but you know the Playboy thing. Okay, where she was like 13 and wow, bare, bare photos for that There's... story disgusted me so much. I was rather emotional by it. Mm -hmm. I'm sensitive, so the fact that. Me personally, I can't speak for someone, but I really feel she was like groomed into, you know, but she's just so okay with it. Right. Like in her older age, looking back at certain movies that she played where she was like nine or 11 years old playing up. Wow. You know, she was playing that role with grown men in the movie, literally. And she's like, yeah, I don't see no problem in her older age. I'm like, a lot of people are indoctrinated with that. They're not even aware. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just made me sad for her, if anything. But a lot of the stories you do, the women die without ever really understanding the trauma that, you know. Right. They never really understand it to the point where they kind of almost defend it. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of feel more like, wow. So yeah. when we watch it and we listen to it, we are able to see the whole picture. So yeah. I'm hoping that it inspires women to do things differently. Yes. So that they don't have some of those same experiences. Yes, especially in the industry. Yes. If you want to get into that, you know the do's and don'ts. That there's also stories of women that made it without having to do any of that, yes. without having to compromise or be or that walked away like Veronica Lake. Mm -hmm. She walked away willingly from it all. Yes. She was like, I don't want it. I see what it is. She made her little money and she disappeared. <laughs> you know, so there's yes. a lot of inspiration in it. So amazing. Yeah. Now, something happened on YouTube that I was super touched by mm -hmm. regarding you. This was, I don't know, maybe a year or so ago. Someone made a video mm -hmm. and it was someone who was making videos about things that I guess they were angry about. And it yes. was about fake femininity, mm -hmm. fake femininity gurus. And my picture yeah. was like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the iconic picture. Mm -hmm. And I thought, OK, I didn't actually see the video. But what I did see was your comment, mm -hmm. because in the video she was talking, I guess, about people she thought were fake, mm -hmm. but she loved you. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but Corinne is amazing. Mm -hmm. And she said all these wonderful things. And then in the comments, you actually said, you know what? I really admire Dr. Michelle, actually. Mm -hmm. And you talked about me in such a way that just really touched me because it showed your character. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who you were. You didn't know me personally, but yeah. you did not allow someone to talk badly about someone and, and put you on a pedestal just because. And I thought that was so kind of you because people don't do that. People don't, you know, they're usually happy to be the one that's being put on a pedestal. So you mm -hmm. speaking up for me in that way, I was so touched by that. And I just believe you're just so beautiful. <laughs> such great character. Yeah, I was shocked to see it. I was like, 
what? Do you watch her videos? I spoke to her after that. I was like, do you watch you? her videos? Like, uh-huh. she don't belong there. <laughs> and I had to let my subscribers know, like, she don't belong there, you know, yes. because that was when I was really deep in the Esther series. Too. Oh, yeah, wow. So. so let's talk about that, because yeah. you did mention that mm-hmm. that was a series that touched you. I created a series based on a book mm-hmm. by Michelle McLean Walters on the story of Esther in the Bible, Queen Esther. And she wrote a book. What I did was I went through each chapter in the book and I did lives every week and I gave my own feedback, my own interpretation, my own testimonies. I just pretty much took each chapter and brought it to life on YouTube. So Corinne is saying that she watched it (laughs) and I'm very curious to know what about it touched you. Several. Like for me, your story alone resonated with me. You spoke in a way. I'm not even sure. I think it was part of the Esther, but even the orphan part where you spoke oh my god listen (laughs) (laughs) the orphan spirit the orphan spirit I was in tears I watched that like three times it was so beautifully stated that I really felt like God was using you to speak that and it started a transformation because I was already going to therapy but I stopped for some time and I was like okay I need to get back you know and Mm -hmm. it pushed me to go back and work on that but the orphan spirit was what really touched me just doing a lot of things for attention like when you gave your story of that time too even when you spoke about like certain conversations and gossiping like even my friends will tell you now we talk I'm like I'm not comfortable gossiping I'm not comfortable you know it's a lot of things you put in perspective in such a realistic way it wasn't watered down it was just raw like (laughs) you know live in your truth say okay you can miss out on certain things I just cannot stress enough how the orphan, like you need to do a whole series. I'm not going to tell you what to do, <laughs> no, okay. but on the orphan spirit, <laughs> you put it into words that just resonated with me. I'll say that you really put it into a way where a lot of the things I wasn't offended by it. Like if someone was, mm. someone else was telling you, you know, you'd be like, okay, <laughs> but it was kind of like I was being checked. <laughs> <laughs> reading it to my soul and I was just listening like how does she know to say this like it's all the Holy what Spirit. is exactly that's what I was saying because it was exactly what I needed to hear yeah and so I really enjoyed every last minute of that series especially that part that was what touched me the most that yeah. is so beautiful thank you for telling of me course. sharing that <laughs> of course yes that series was super powerful I did a lot of fasting and praying before I started that series because I wanted the Lord to speak through me mm-hmm. because I know so many women needed it including myself yes and it helped me as well as mm-hmm. I was going through it to check myself on certain things yes because it really does change your life when you're able to overcome whatever it is that's holding you back. Yes. And you said you were going to therapy and that's Mm -hmm. like a wonderful way to start facing things in the mirror if you have a good therapist and you're willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like it's helped you or do you feel like it was a waste of time? Oh, it's helped a lot. I force all of my friends. (laughs) Not even recommend. (laughs) I force them like get into therapy right now. It's going to, because in the black, especially Haitian community. Okay. It's not a thing. It's really not. a Mental health is not even a thing. If someone have a mental crisis or they're going through it, we're such a like spiritual 
place mm-hmm. will say, oh, it's a possession or it's, oh, you know, that kind of it's witchcraft. Okay. So they don't even believe in like medical, you know, chemical imbalances or anything like that. It's right. just they have a refusal <laughs> yes. to understand the mental side of things. So I kind of want to, that's why in many of my videos, I'm always stressing, please go to therapy, Mm -hmm. especially to my Haitian people, because we have a lot of trauma. And I feel the minute we stop associating everything to that and just be like, okay, you know, stop giving that so much credit, if you know what I mean, and take accountability for your traumas, your pains and go heal. Even the parents Mm -hmm. heal, you know, and deal with your children a lot because there's a lot of parental and you know it's a lot of uh, it's a oh lot yeah in our community. it's a lot <laughs> that can be really hard it is that it can really be really is. hard but it's good that you're a role model in that sense and people are looking to you Haitian women are looking to you and if they're seeing if she does it then it may not be so bad yeah, whenever it's someone that they look up to and admire it always looks different mm-hmm. so it's good that you share that so you, you don't have to yeah thank it's you good that you do it can be scary at first because you like have to trust someone and open up to them and you know it's it's very scary and if you're like a control freak a little bit, <laughs> you can be a little resistant you know but right. once you they have a way if you have a good therapist like you said mm-hmm. they have a way of easing you and to just naturally letting it out and right. also when you partner that with doing the work yourself mm-hmm. like reading the books think fasting praying and really doing inner work it's like magic yeah did you have a therapist that was a black woman or were they not a black woman at first I didn't even know the face of my therapist the first therapist I went to was like virtual oh and I didn't want to see the face (laughs) I didn't want I opted I just wanted to talk talk that's it okay and now I have a black woman because you know when you say that but a Haitian woman also it just is different. It's different as far as your stories. They kind of understand a little bit culture wise because culturally, I feel like issues might be different depending like, you know, my sister, when she was in college, she had a Chinese roommate Mm -hmm. with her and culturally things were so different for Mm -hmm. her that her therapist needs might be completely different just from someone might not understand the culture of your upbringing and parent and you're trying to explain it to them it's it's probably not a good fit you know right because yeah. they may say go tell them this and you're like i know i can say that <laughs> culturally i <laughs> culturally. cannot say that yeah right yeah. okay yeah. no that's that's wonderful i think it's also important if you can to get a therapist who has Christ in them. Yes. I was going to say that. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's so important because Mm -hmm. there's certain things on a spiritual level that a person can help you with Mm -hmm. and can also see things or get advice from the Lord. And I mean, God can use anyone regardless, Yeah, but if you can get a spirit filled therapist, I feel like you're good to go. You're great to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you've talked about keeping your mystery as a feminine woman and how important it is to be mysterious and to have some things that you sort of keep to yourself. Mm -hmm. So how can women be more mysterious in life? I think that's something that women are always trying to figure out. What should they share? What should they keep to themselves? Why they should keep it to themselves? What advice would you give to someone who is looking to know how they can be more mysterious? The number one advice I would give is 
You don't have to. It doesn't matter how much you trust someone, unless they're your spouse, of course. Mm -hmm. You don't have to tell them your whole backstory, your whole life. I used to be that person. I have to tell you my whole backstory, all my mistakes, everything I've ever done. And you just give too much of yourself. You know, I would say keep some of your stuff. Like I'm a strong believer in not praying in secret, but like not letting everything come out of your mouth for everyone to hear. So even certain prayers, I won't pray out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, I keep it to myself, mm-hmm. confess between me and God. And if I confess it with God, I don't have to like, it's not that you're reserved or you're, what's the word people use when you keep stuff to yourself? Like you're a sneaky or something like that. You're keeping yes, stuff. Yes. It's not necessarily that, mm-hmm. but it's like once you work hard to transform yourself as a woman specifically you don't really have to go back in the place it's like if god can take it and forget it and throw it out there like i don't need to revive it because humans don't forget they're not as forgiving no and even if they love you they still can have their own judgments even if they love you so some some things keep to yourself some thoughts Leave them for yourself. That's always my number one thing. Mm -hmm. And of course, the second thing is to always surprise yourself also. That keeps you mysterious. Like do things that you normally probably wouldn't do. You know, positive things, of course. (laughs) But like (laughs) surprise yourself. Don't get comfortable with yourself either. Don't get complacent out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Always transitioning, like becoming a new person. Each year you should be a different version of Dr. Michelle, for instance, than I was last year. Something about you should change. And when you have that mindset, you're naturally going to start to do things and attract things that's going to bring that change in you. So that keeps you mysterious, too, because now people can't read what what she's transforming so much all the time. Every time I see her, you know, mm-hmm. mentally, spiritually, she's transforming her state of mind. It kind of leaves you like People are always guessing what's going on in her head now. What is she thinking about? You know, that's a really beautiful way looking at things. That's I like that, especially when you talked about even praying in your mind and not even speaking it. Sometimes when I'm praying, I'm thinking, can the devil hear this? Yes. (laughs) He's going to know my plans. (laughs) But no, it's it's great when you're when you're in a place where you're trying new things and Mm -hmm. it keeps a mystery and it just keeps you fresh and vibrant. And especially when you're in a relationship or even when you're married, Mm -hmm. people can sometimes feel like they know everything Mm -hmm. about you. They know what you're going to say, what you're going to do. And Mm -hmm. when you just do something out of nowhere, out of the blue that surprises them, Mm -hmm. it lets them know that there's more to you and they don't know everything. Exactly. And that keeps people always coming back. So that's, I like that. (laughs) That's really great. You had a quote on your, you had a quote on your Instagram page Mm -hmm. by Oscar De La Renta that says, Mm -hmm. a woman today knows the power of femininity is important. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what do you think is the most important ways for a woman to rest in her femininity? Number one is to rest, to rest, to rest, literal rest. Uh I was watching a lot. Well, I've been reading a lot of books to like the courage to be disliked and the courage to be happy. And a lot of it is just I feel like competition, the need to compete all the time, like since the beginning of time, since we were young, we were taught to have good grades, be Mm -hmm. valedictorian or, you know, graduate with the highest of honors, which is so competitive. So we naturally just have competitive spirits. And even as women, they compete for 
almost everything, you know, (laughs) Um, men compete too, but we Mm -hmm. tend to have less of a sisterhood, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. especially culturally, because it's such a competitive nature. And what I love in the courage to be disliked is that he said, free yourself from the need to compete and you will feel a weight lift off your shoulders when you just consciously catch yourself competing. Like you see something, you're like, huh, I should, nope. I'm happy where I'm at. And this is, it allows you to rest because a lot of the times we don't rest because there's so much going on, especially as women. If you're a mom too, you know, my friends, I see it like it's a lot and you doing so much, especially if you're trying to build your business or you have a passion, you're an entrepreneur. So you want to do everything and still have time for your child and your loved ones, your sisters, your family. You don't want to neglect your you know, parents, they're not always going to be here Mm -hmm. and stuff. But a lot of the times what motivates us is not always passion and the love of what we're doing, but the goals of what we're doing. Like what position is it going to place me in life? I'm going to be a first class citizen once I accomplish this. Mm -hmm. And it makes you not rest because that's where hustle culture comes from. And I feel like when women don't rest, it's harder on us hormonally. When you don't get your hours of sleep, it affects you beauty sleep is a thing, you know? So if you don't sleep, the eye bags, everything, it shows on us physically, it weighs on us mentally. And when you don't rest, how can you rest in your femininity if you're not physically resting? The whole term resting is to stop and take a break, you know, breathe, take care of yourself and don't think about, like, I'm not saying to be lazy, like when I explain that to people or don't go after your dreams or anything like that, but at least one day out the week or two days out the week, you're not thinking of your goals, competition, all the things you have to accomplish. You're just, today I'm just a woman (laughs) and I'm resting and I'm going to do what I need to do to rest, like hands down. Yes, that is so true. I feel like you're just reading my life right now because Mm -hmm. I have not been able to rest because of the baby. Mm -hmm. It definitely does take a toll on the way that you feel, your hormones. I mean, everything kind of starts going out of whack. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of women are struggling with a lot of things physically in their bodies Mm -hmm. because of the fact that they don't rest. And rest is a luxury. It is is a luxury to be able to rest. Unfortunately, some people don't feel like they can. But I will say that God himself rested Mm -hmm. on one day after making the whole world. He believed that rest was necessary. And if he rests and he tells you to rest, that's important. Mm -hmm. Then who are you to say you can't? Mm -hmm. I saw this quote on Instagram that touched me where they were talking about, can you imagine one of the desires, the greatest desires of our ancestors was stability to rest. Oh, wow. And it touched me so much. Can you imagine? No. They would have given anything to rest. Just to rest. <laughs> and it's like now if you're able to, you don't have someone over you, take yes. the opportunity. But I feel like especially women of color, we've just been so conditioned to not rest. And once you see a woman who's well rested, mm-hmm. she slept, she's not in the hustle. Like you see it in her face, okay. her attitude, the way she walked like, you see it, you, you know? See it. So, yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. And some people have this saying, like, I'll sleep when I die. Yeah. It's like, well, then you will die. <laughs> okay. Then you will die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you just can't keep going like yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. And that's that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. And 
I know just from your videos and how cute you always dress <laughs> and your Instagram page that you love looking beautiful and fine dining and just being in opulent spaces. And you have a lot of like aesthetically pleasing things that you do. Sometimes you're just pouring like a glass of wine. It looks <laughs> so beautiful. But I also know that you enjoy nature and you yeah. enjoy being out and mm -hmm. just taking in the environment. And I think you even said that the earth has music for those who listen. It was a yes. quote that you posted. Yes. The earth has music for those who listen. I'm like, wow, the earth does have music, does. birds and water. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what is your favorite way to enjoy nature? I love the beach. I love animals a lot too. Oh, do you? I love animals. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to touch them. Okay. <laughs> but I love to like go to the zoo. I know it's like, childish sometimes I will tell my grown friends mm -hmm. let's go to the zoo <laughs> and bring the kids let's all go but I love the zoo I love them because when you really look like you said with the music if you hear certain birds of paradise just speak mm -hmm. it's wow someone created that God created that you know or when you at the ocean just the sound of the waves mm -hmm. alone like you could sit there for hours and just let your mind go. Your thoughts are so deep. And animals have a way just to see some of the human-like nature they have. Mm -hmm. Like if you see a bear protecting his child and you've ever seen a mom protecting their child or even lions when they're showing each other affection, licking each other and, you know, nuzzling up such like a fierce animal, you know, just cuddling. Mm. <laughs> it's so nice to see. It just, I don't know. I feel like they were meant to be pure when you look at moments like that. So that's my favorite way to enjoy nature is basically anywhere where there's animals or just nature itself without any towers or any like, I don't want to see a building. Yes. <laughs> that's the best way when there's no buildings. That's the best way to enjoy nature. Yeah. I really think people take that for granted, people yeah. who have it, mm -hmm. because they don't realize that people are seeking that. They're playing all these ASMR videos of yeah, like they water and mm -hmm. trees. And it's like some people are able to actually be in that all the time. And their spirits are just different. You see it. You see it. You see it in them. They're yeah. more relaxed and mm -hmm. rested. So in talking about being connected to God mm -hmm. and you're comfortable talking about God, yes. you know, and that's. That's major, again, mm -hmm. because it is something that a lot of people are afraid to do. And I do think it's powerful when you see women that you admire who are not yelling at you or yeah. acting holier than thou or looking like they put no care into themselves, mm -hmm. thinking that that's the only the, way yes. to be. It really does inspire people to embrace the Lord and just allow him to be able to come into their lives. So yeah. for you personally, as someone who is close to the Lord, how has faith in God changed your life? It's everything for me. Like since I was young, we've been <laughs> just conditioned, but I really, really, I'm not even going to lie to you. Mm -hmm. I had my, cause I was raised like in the church. I church was like a five day a week thing. <laughs> okay. It was an all day, every day thing, but I had my own moment. I'd say 2020 oh, was wow. when I really had that like transformation for myself. Okay. And I knew for myself, but it was always, it dictated my life. And I thought I like had a relationship with them or I knew certain things, you know, but you have kind of like an arrogance sometimes when you're like a church kid type 
you feel like you, you know, oh, I know. I'm saved from this. And then there's yeah. some things God bring you through to humble you. <laughs> 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 yeah. Some mistakes you make mm-hmm. and things you do where you just have more of like you understand why he's compassionate and why he's forgiving and slow to anger Mm -hmm. because you realize, wow, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's this compassionate because he knows they don't know or they didn't go through that journey yet because he had that patience with you, you know? So if he had it with you, be patient with everybody else, but it dictates everything. I literally can see God in anything. I just, anything I could see him and talk about him. I don't get tired, but it gets, again, you don't want to be preachy or, you know, people, it can, you know, YouTube can be a little way, but I, it's sometimes hard not to incorporate it with certain things because I really try to not go back certain places. And when you've known where you come from (laughs) and where like, you he delivered you from it's hard not it's to so incorporate him into everything it's really hard it's so hard I'm, I'm glad you understand that yeah because sometimes I feel like I'm always going back there and I know some people mm-hmm. get a little turned off by I that know they do but like I said it's so hard it not is. to yeah when you are that much in love with the Lord because of what he's done for you and because of what you've seen and yeah. you know people will get there as well if yeah. they open themselves to it God is for everyone yeah so. he is. I love that he is. yes <laughs> In talking about coming from such humble beginnings and being in a country like Haiti, where you really have to rely on God, I think that it's so important when we talk about faith. A lot of times when we see places that experience these grand miracles, people wonder, like, why are there so many of these miraculous things happening in in parts of Africa and Haiti and some of these other islands? And I think it's because here we have so much that we don't have to depend on God. But when you're in a place where God is all you have. You don't Mm -hmm. have money for medicine and you don't have these special doctors and all these different escape routes. You only have God. Mm -hmm. That's where your faith is truly pure. You have nothing else to lean on except God and Mm -hmm. he can really show up and show out. Mm -hmm. And I I think for anyone who is from a place where you've seen that, I I can see how that can strengthen you in a way. Do you feel that that's in any way impacted how you see God? Yes. I always said if I was born here, I probably would have been atheist. Mm. But the fact that I witnessed so much like, you know, supernatural stuff in Haiti, it's a very super where where I was born, Lagunav, Haiti, for instance, like I said, there was no buildings. The houses were literally made with coconut leaves. So there was no entertainment, <laughs> no television and nothing like that. So you really... Nature was, in a sense, its own sermon already. Even if you weren't Christian, um, those who practice other, you know, spiritual worship, mm-hmm. they use nature a lot and okay. in, in that form of practice also. Right. So it was kind of like everyone was taking from it and you have no choice. I always say if you're Haitian, you had no choice. It's either you're Christian, <laughs> you're on that side of the world right. or you're on that side, right. you know, because there was literally no in between. I've never met a Haitian atheist in my really? life. Never. Wow. Never met glory, a Haitian atheist. Glory to God yeah. for that. Because, you know, you see too much to just 
you know? So it definitely changed my life, especially when you go to college, like you get a lot of philosophy, ideology, Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that makes you question. And if you're not, if I didn't witness what I witnessed, I could have really, you know, Mm -hmm. left and went a whole direction. Mm -hmm. But what always brings me back is, okay, I've experienced the name of Jesus. I like witness these things. So I know it's true because I've seen it for myself, you know? So I think it played the biggest role in how I see God. Just the fact that you have to, you can't really play around, you know? (laughs) You can't really play around. But in America, it's kind of like, everybody's comfortable. You working, you, you know, there's distractions, there's TV. It's, there's a lot that can keep you, you know, but when you from places like this, Mm -hmm. That's it. That's your life school, church. <laughs> and <Yeah>. That's it. <laughs> and in America, our depression rates are the highest. It is. You know, and it really is. It really is yeah. because of things like that. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you. I have some questions for you, some rapid fire questions. Okay. So you just answer them quickly. Don't think too long. Okay. Just tell me okay. <laughs> what you think. Save 100 strangers or one loved one? 100 strangers. See the future or change the past? Change the past. Passion or stability? Passion. Predictability or excitement? Excitement. (laughs) Growth or security? Security. Money or love? Love. (laughs) (laughs) Success or happiness? Happiness. Poor and happy or rich and miserable? Poor and happy. Do I have to choose? (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Cherished or respected? Respected. Intense pain for 10 minutes or dull pain for one day? Dull pain for one day. Overly optimistic or overly pessimistic? Overly optimistic. False hope or unnecessary anxiety? False hope, yeah. Massive success by accident or modest success on purpose? Modest success on purpose. No company or bad company? No company. (laughs) (laughs) Painful truth or comforting lie? Comforting lie. I know. I know. Yeah. Oh, you want a comforting lie? Yeah. Oh. I'd rather. <laughs> I'm too sensitive. <laughs> yeah. Pause time or rewind time? Pause time. Pause yeah, time. Pause time. Free travel for one year or free lodging for five years? Free travel for one year. All right. Second chance at love or a second chance for your career? Second chance for my career. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Thank you. Well, before you, (laughs) well, before you leave, I want you to have this. These are my fragrances from my fragrance line, Fine Forever. And I would love for you to do a quick smell test because I know you love your fragrances. You talk about fragrances in your in your content you talk about pheromones and all these different things that make women smell Mm -hmm. good so your opinion matters to me (laughs) i would love to know what you think so how so yeah you can go ahead and open that first one is the debut fragrance thank you and this was our very first fragrance this is i think you're gonna like this one i'm not even being dramatic (laughs) (laughs) wow Wow. Wow. So this was a fragrance. It's not even overwhelming. It's not. Yeah, it smells very expensive. It smells very expensive. You look very expensive. (laughs) Thank you. You smell very expensive too. Wow. 
oh, I know she's going to love this. <laughs> oh, wow. I love this. What fragrance is this? So this one's 29.11. So this oh. has peach. Mm-hmm. It has oud. Mm-hmm. That's that rich thing that you're smelling at yes. the end. That heaviness is the is oud. It's wood. Mm-hmm. It has pink pepper in it. Mm-hmm. It has amber. So mm-hmm. like vanilla. It's very feminine, but it's also pretty like, in, it's for a woman who's like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, that very, woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is the one that I thought just based on what you've talked about in your content mm-hmm. that you like, this is the one I thought you would like mm-hmm. the most, but you, know, you can tell me at the end, which one you, see. Oh, you like the most. This one is this Silent color. Storm. Thank you. This is Silent Storm. Your packaging. Did you do this yourself? Like the choose the packaging? Yeah, my husband and I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it a lot. Thank you. Oh, this is very... Oh, with God, you will be fine forever. Okay. This is gorgeous. So this is part of our Faith Collection. So these two fragrances are... Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) This is one I thought you would like. Okay. I think... Okay. This is my favorite so far. (laughs) That's what I thought. Based on what you said you liked in terms of the the scent This is my favorite. And I love the packaging, too. Thank you. This... Wow. What is in this? This one has sea salt. It has coconut milk. It has... Um, like the beach, for, too. Yeah, so it like does... a luxurious it, beach. Yes, it's a very elevated yeah. beach scent, but it has musk in it, so it mm-hmm. dries down to be a little bit more like a soft cashmere musk. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll it'll soften up on you. I love it. Smell this one, oh, white. And this one is called mustard seed, and this one's definitely more happy and bright. Mm-hmm. But this one has hints of that first one in it. Mm-hmm. So, so I- I'm just curious to see what you're gonna think. This one too. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is my okay. So oh, funny. I really like this one. Oh, wow. That one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. Mustard I seed. I love this one, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I love all of them, but wow. Yeah, mustard seed is so special. Oh, wow. I feel like God himself put his hand in that I one. really love this one. Yeah, very soft, very elegant. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. Oh, wow. I'm so happy that you love it. Oh, my goodness. I have to do a review for you. Like, oh. One. This is, I love this one. This is my favorite. Yay! That's my favorite, too. I'm really happy that you love that. The packaging is so cute. Oh, wow. This is very creative. Well, I want to say thank you so much to you, Corinne, for coming and being on the Dr. Daff Show. You're amazing. You're so beautiful inside and out. Your spirit just radiates. When I first met you, I was just like, oh, my goodness. You are just (laughs) so, so precious. Thank you. And I'm so proud of all you're doing. You do have a second channel, right? Yes. What is the name of that channel? It's Karina Lude Mental Gems. And I just basically do finance stuff on there, too, but also mostly like mental gems content like this, you know talks like this to different topics, friends, et cetera, whatever my mind tells me (laughs) to do on there. Yeah. Yeah, So subscribe to, (laughs) so subscribe to Korean's second channel. If you're someone who wants conversations that are a little bit deeper and you are going to start doing vlogs in that channel too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. You travel and she goes to these nice places. It's nice to be able to watch someone who is joyful in their life and experience life with them. So thank you. My love is so so fun. (laughs) Thank Thank you you. so much. (laughs) Bye-bye.